Hello, how are you doing? I'm Craig Parkinson. You are listening to the Two Shot Podcast. Sit yourself down, pop the kettle on. We're going to have a nice old chat. Who's it with this week? I'm going to tell you right now. How the devil are you? Everything good? Good week? What? How, 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 how are you, Craig? Well, that's very nice of you to ask, I'll tell you. I've got the hay fever. It's a bit annoying me, and the antihistamines haven't quite kicked in yet, so forgive. Uh, I'm feeling a bit delirious. But I didn't feel delirious when we went to London to get the kettle on with Vinette Robinson. Uh, it was a beautiful day, and she's a beautiful person. It's a lovely, sunny, positive episode, and I think you're really going to enjoy it. Uh, but also, thank you for being here, and thanks for the messages about Adrian Dunbar's episode last week. I know that people have been asking for it for a long time. And as with all these things, it's just a matter of timing and making dates work. Uh, but look... Uh, we're grateful that he came on, and uh, yeah, it was it was a beauty, wasn't it? Fantastic. Now, we went to London to meet Vanette Robinson. Now, you're going to know Vanette uh, back in the day. She was in Sherlock on the BBC. Also on the BBC, she was joined by past Two Shot Pod guest Greg McHugh. Try saying that after a few pints. On the fantastic The A Word, which she's brilliant in, and she's a brilliant person, and it was lovely to spend some time with her, which is what you're going to do right now. I will see you at the end, and we can talk about who the next two weeks of episodes are going to be. Bit of a treat. Enjoy this. This is episode 47 of the Two Shot Podcast with Vanette Robinson. I'll see you at the end. The best excuse I've had for not um, coming in earlier than your time was the fact that you said, excuse me, I'm nearly burping, uh, <laughs> I've got a Spanish lesson. Yeah, <laughs> I have. I've started my second Spanish lesson. How is it? Good, yeah. Yeah, it's good. I've always wanted to do it. It's one of those things where, you know, I said I wanted to learn a language and then you're out of work and then you go, oh, I've got no money and I just thought, balls, I'm going to do it. So I think that's I'm doing brilliant. an eight-week course. I don't know if it'll be any good. But enjoying it? Yeah, I've only had two classes. But still. But still. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good to do something, I think, that has, you know, because our job's such a strange thing sometimes. It's really good to do something with an end goal. Like, you work towards something and then you get to a certain point. Yeah. You know, and that's completely separate as well. Yeah, you and know, it's it not... It's a different bit of your brain. And it's nothing to do with yeah. what we do... Sort of what we strive to do, sort of exactly. day in, day out. Yeah, I think just, that's great. just for me, just for no other reason, you know. But you like. should do things, I think we, you should do things for mm. you. No, absolutely, it makes you a more rounded person. And anyway. also keeps you, keeps you healthy yeah. in, in every aspect. Yeah, no, you know. absolutely, because you can become too focused on it and then. That way madness lies. Exactly. Don't We've it? all been there. We've all, <laughs> We've all gone and through we'll that all phase. we'll be there again Exactly, cyclical. <laughs> but, yeah, I do, I do think it's really good to try and have some kind of balance. It's just so easy to get caught up, isn't it, in what we do. And, and it's, it is important, but it's not everything. It's not it, the world. You know, look, 
you want to pay the mortgage and you want to put food on the table, but yeah. and enjoy what you do and be good at what you do, but but yeah, it's, there's it's, more to life. It's not life or death. Yeah, exactly. But you're learning Spanish. I'm learning Spanish. I can say about two phrases, but yeah. <laughs> it's your it. second. Don't give yourself a hard time. Don't judge yourself. It's your second one. Exactly. <laughs> bit by bit. Then tell me about growing up. Growing up. Where was it? Bradford. Bradford. In Yorkshire. Yes. Um, I grew up on a council estate in Bradford with my mum and my brother. I uh, always saw my dad, but he didn't live with us from being about seven. But you had a good relationship there. He yeah, was, yeah, He yeah. was always in and out. Yeah, always seen my dad. Dad's yeah. always been part of my life and my dad's family. But um, but yeah, that was it. You know, very ordinary upbringing. Really, it was a bit sort of left field that I ended up doing this because it sort of came out of nowhere. Really, no one in my family does it, or or even it wasn't even one of those things that you would have been on your radar to think about. It, I just sort of got there by accident, really. But uh, was the, uh, what, when did the accident when happen? When did the accident happen? <laughs> the unfortunate accident. Uh, my, I, in middle school, so when I was, I don't know, 12 or something, in my English class, we were doing poetry. And my English teacher asked me and a mate to do a spoken word poem. And she thought it was good enough to enter into Ilkley Speech and Drama Festival. <laughs> Uh, the prestigious, the prestigious Ilkley, Ilkley Speech, Speech and Drama, and Drama Festival. Festival, but um, th- that wasn't a plan. That wasn't like a thing that happened when people did this module at school. But she just entered us into it, and we did it, and we won a prize. And then I was like, "Oh, hello!" Oh yeah, I got on that stage and I was like, "Oh," and people are applauding, and people seem moved. In so- you know, I mean, I wasn't doing Hamlet. It was like no, you but, know. Sh- but still. But yeah, there was a reaction to what I did. There was a, like um, something reciprocal happening. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah. And so, and then, and then that was it. From that tiny thing, that was just like that's what I want to do. And then I, I decided. The so. penny drops there. Yeah, which is weird. I think looking back on it, because it was such a small moment, and it, it wasn't like I was doing a drama piece or playing a character particularly. It was just I can't even remember the poem, but. You know. But you remember the feeling and the, I remember and, the feeling. And, and that yeah. light bulb yeah. going on. And loving it. And then just going to drama classes after school, when I went to upper school. How was school? Did you enjoy it? Uh, yeah, yeah, I did. I, did. I didn't mind. I just sort of coasted along. I was a bit, you know, like that programme, a bit of an in-betweener. I wasn't, you know, kind wasn't of the most popular kid. I wasn't... The worst. Yeah, and just sort academic of. Academic-wise, kind of just... I found it pretty easy, but I went to schools, to be honest, because I grew up in areas that were pretty poor. They didn't push you particularly. I did all right, you know. I didn't really try very hard, but I got by. Um, Do you feel you could have been pushed more? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and was drama on the curriculum? I did drama GCSE, yeah. Because I decided by that point, <laughs> at 12... <laughs> That was going to be my job. And I remember going to a careers officer and him being like, this is ridiculous. But he didn't know me. I'd never met him. But I was just like, yeah, whatever. I'm going to do it. My dad not being overly pleased by it. Either. Why? What, what did he say? He, I think, I don't know. I think sometimes it's that thing when, you know, my dad came from Jamaica and my grandma brought them here to create a better life. And I think that is about education and I think he would have liked me to have gone to university because that was something he knew uh, 
would be something that would further me and get me a good job and steady employment and financial security and I think those things I think it's a typical immigrant sort of story like and also as being a dad yeah wanted, being a dad he wanted yeah well I didn't have that but I want you to have it yeah I, exactly but that's it coming from not having it and then going but it's all here and then for your child to sort of be like no I'm going to do this thing that you don't really understand I'm going to be an actor there's no security <laughs> You know, no one really knows what it is. No one, you know, you sort of watch people on telly, but it wasn't a, like, that's a thing that we do. That's just a thing that happens that other people do. Yeah. I mean, he's very supportive now, but, you know, at the time, I think he was a bit like... I think Before I'd sort of said, oh, I want to be a barrister, not really knowing... That wasn't anything real. It was just sort of like, oh, that's a good job. I'll do that. I think that suited him. <laughs> Fine. And then to be like, no, actually, I'm not going to university. I'm going to be an actor. <laughs> I think he's a bit like, um... I'm not sure about this. Should we have a rethink? Have yeah. a rethink. <laughs> Should we have a rethink? But I'm stubborn, so that just made me get I'm going to prove you wrong. And so in a way, it's probably maybe the worst thing you could have done. My mum, on the other hand, was always just like, whatever you want to do. Whatever you know. makes you happy. Whatever makes you happy. Yeah. You know. Careers um, advisors, though. I know, on, like, do had, it, had just... no idea, you know, who I was, what, anything about me, but was just like... That's not for kids like you, essentially. You, you don't do that. I can't even remember if they offered an alternative, but it was just like, no, don't do that. But I'd already applied to go and do um, a BTEC in performing arts. So oh, did like, you? Where was that? Uh, it was called Intake. It's in Leeds. So, you know, it's the, where all the sort of performing arts kids went. It was like a normal school. Yeah. But then they had a performing arts arm, and so I did BTEC in performing arts and A-level theatre studies, but I also did English. Um, but I always knew that I wanted to go to drama school and that that was the route I wanted there to go. There was take. a goal, there was a path already that you wanted yeah. to go down. Yeah. And I went to, like, I was part of a kids' agency. There's, like, a, a, a some classes called Scala Kids in Leeds. Right. It used to be in Bradford. I don't think it's there anymore. But you sort of went for after-school classes and they were a kids' agency. So I started... Did they used to charge you or was it... Uh... Yeah, you paid to go to your classes. But then they also... Your eight, they send you on auditions, and so a lot of the kids, like from Children's Ward, or you know, yeah. I guess it was like a Yorkshire version of um, like, oh, like Oldham Theatre Workshop or something yeah, like that. Yeah, something yeah. like that. So I did bits of telly. Like oh, that. did you? Is it younger? Well, from sixteen, I did. I went on auditions from thirteen, but never got any, never got anywhere. But what was that like going to auditions so young without without having like your tools? I don't know. I remember my first ever audition was Star Wars for the Natalie Portman character, hilariously. And I didn't know what to do and I was really nervous and I felt like I had to talk really prop, like try to talk really properly in my strong and not Yorkshire accent. <laughs> and not really I don't think your Yorkshire accent is that strong. Not anymore, but it was. Yeah. I've lived here for 18 years, so. Yeah, I know. Well, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think whenever I go back to Blackpool, I sound really posh. Well, that's what they all... When you go home, that's yeah. what people say, isn't it? Oh, you've gone posh. And you're like, no. And then to people here, they're like, oh, God, you're really northern. I know, but sometimes <laughs> when, I, when I'm doing the podcast and I've got, like, a northern on, I go really northern. Yeah, you do. And like, we, when you talk to your mum at home or something. <laughs> yeah, and like we you both go, go really deep, really yeah. northern. But uh, I've forgotten where... What so we're talking about all, uh, audition as a child. Yeah, I, I guess, in a way... Other than at first thinking, like, I had to be something I wasn't because I didn't really understand it. And yeah felt like I had to talk properly and sit up straight. and But then eventually, 
I don't know, I just did it. It's like, it was... I wish I could be like that now, but it was water off a duck's back. And I think about how many auditions I went to and didn't get anything, but was just like, this is what I want to do. I was just really happy because... Resilient. Yeah. As a kid. I mean, oh, God. But it didn't mean so much, because I didn't know how much it meant. It was just like, I like doing this. This is what I want to do. But I didn't really understand the industry. Yeah. So it sort of just washes over you, and you're just like, yeah, okay, I'll do this. Quite good to be like that now. I know. (laughs) Bring that back. Um, All the knocks later, all the rejections. But, um... Yeah, so that was... And then when I was 16, I think I got a three-line part as a prostitute, which was big news. <laughs> Not Climb entirely. on. Al has got a job. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then that was... It was just little bit parts like that. And then... But I wanted to do theatre. Oh, did you? Was yeah. that like your... I always wanted... So I was like enjoyed reading Shakespeare in English classes even though everybody else hated it I was like oh I quite like this I don't, don't know why just responded you must to have connected it. with it then yeah uh, I think so uh, at some level see, it was emotionally it was. yeah I think it must have been because it wasn't intellectual and it wasn't a conscious it was just like I like this yeah like, um, and yeah I wanted to do theatre really badly so did you go and see lots of theatre didn't and I remember getting a bit roasted for that in my drama school auditions because no one went to the theatre where I came from you know we went to a couple you know as part of my like BTEC course we'd go to some of the plays at West Yorkshire Playhouse because we'd have to write about them for A level theatre studies but it's not something people did you know and if they did go see something it'd be Joseph and his technical drink. I think that was the first. I was play just about to say that. Like saw. in Blackpool, right? You've got you've got your cats and <laughs> you've got your Joseph and his technical drink. Phillips Goldfields on this. That week. was the first person his... I saw in Joseph and his technical yeah, drink. That was my first yeah. show. It was really good. I really enjoyed yeah. it. But you know, I remember getting swept up in the music. I can't sing though, so that could never be my room. <laughs> so I wish I always wanted to sing. Oh, I always me too. wanted to be able to, but it's like you know. It's like drawing, isn't it? You yeah. either got it or you haven't. You can do it. And annoyingly, I come from a family of singers, but I did not inherit. Oh, do you? Yeah, Who? my my mum's dad. So from my English side, my granddad was a working men's club singer up north. Right, in, in I know the, the ones. Uh, and so all my aunties and uncles, you grew up singing in the clubs, but my mum didn't inherit the singing gene either, so she didn't do it, and I didn't inherit it. So, <laughs> but like, in I could really do being <laughs> able to sing in my job, but no. Maybe that'll pass yeah. on to future generations. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> it seems to have bypassed our whole generation. Me and my cousins. Are, there's one cousin who can sing, all the rest of us are rubbish. <laughs> and how was the end of the BTEC? Was it a two or a three? Yeah. Two years. Yeah. Two years. Um, it was great. I mean, like I said, I was a bit of an in-betweener at school. I, I don't know anyone from school, but I know loads of people from my BTEC. I sort of, that's when I found my people you which said, I know you, is, a, is you, a link on when I've listened to other podcasts yeah, like people finding their it, tribe it just it you know I, I was talking to someone yesterday it keeps coming up yeah. there's a certain point or a certain place and you go oh wow mm. I, f- I feel alright in my own skin here. I can start to be me and yeah. not be ashamed or embarrassed or yeah, sort exactly. of vulnerable yeah so yeah that's where and I just loved it you know it was a great group of people and we were just messing around and playing and performing all day, you know. I used to watch, did you ever <laughs> that programme called The Biz? I did, yeah. I used to watch that and be like, that's I, where I want to go. I did, and do you know what? I hated it. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> because I went, I don't know really what I, 
I mean, I kind of know what I want to be doing, but I know that I don't want to be doing that. Uh, see, I was the opposite. I was like, yes, I want to be doing that. They were really, that. like, stagey, schooly. Oh, see, I can't remember that. I, can, I think I just remembered that they would, you know... Acting. Acting. Yeah. Every day, you know, but... Not that I, now looking back, would have wanted to go to stage school. I think that's the worst thing I could have done. You know, quite happy just going to normal school. Yeah. And then, yeah, no, I, mean, I maybe wish I'd gone to university, I think. Do you? Yeah, I do. And I always said I was going to go back and do um, an open uni, which I did for, like, a, a year, and then, you know, work and stuff came up. Yeah, I do, because I just... I was in such a rush to do... I knew what I wanted to do from, like, 12, so I was like, that's it, I've decided... But now I'm like, what was the rush? Yeah. You know, like, I could have just... But it's funny, isn't it, at that, that age, like, around the 17 mark, yeah. you kind of want to get out of where you are and you want to get straight to London yeah. if you've got that in mm. that mindset. I was exactly the same. And looking back on it, I do go, yeah, what was the rush? Yeah. But you, 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 you don't know that, do you? you? Well, you can't... No, you wouldn't take any advice from anybody no. at that age. No, no, no. Especially no, when you've got something in your this head. Is, this is, yeah. <laughs> this is it. Do you want a year out? No, this is what I'm doing. We're going down on yeah. the National Express. Oh, God, so many, so many trips on the National Express from Bradford to London. Yeah. You know, there and back in a day, you know. That's a long, that that's a long journey. It used yeah. to be a very long journey, didn't it, years yeah. ago? But, you know, just was happy to do it because that's what I wanted to do. But, yeah, and then when you go to drama school and you meet loads of people who have been to university and you sort of... I don't know. I mean, I know lots of actors have got imposter syndrome, but, you know, I definitely have it. You know, and all, all, suddenly you around all these really middle-class educated people. and How like, did you feel? How did that make you feel? I, I was very nervous when I started drama school. And where, really sorry, where was I drama school? I went to school? Weber. Right. And I had an amazing year, and, and a lot of them are still my very close friends, but I was always the last up to do exercises. I was, I was just terrified. And I, um, Rupert Gould uh, was the, the sort of director of our first term, and I've worked with him since, but that's one thing he says he remembers, that I was just terrified. And I think he took it for, like, um, like couldn't be bothered. Right. But it wasn't. It, I was just... You know, and probably vulnerable. Yeah, you know. And How just, funny that it manifested itself to Rupert that uh, don't don't care. Yeah, I know. Well, I guess, but that's it. Is you come across loads of people who are just eager and up and like, I'll do it. Get, get you know. That can be quite full on, though. And I remember yeah. when I first started, I'm going, oh, I don't. Yeah, I'm not. I don't. Like I can't really. Could... I can't do that. Yeah, no, me neither. I mean, I've got better at it, but yeah, I always sort of want to. We're always learning from it. Yeah, always. <laughs> yeah, always. It's a journey. Um, but yeah, no, it was. Um, but you know, and then I, I loved my time at drama school as well. You know, the people that I met, and and then that was the real sort of opening out of finding my people, I guess. You know, all the different people that you meet and the different backgrounds, people that I would have been too intimidated to approach before yeah. from different backgrounds, and who you probably even some you might not even have been friends with. Yeah, but because exactly. you're, you're you're in that situation, you're, you're thrust together. It's like when you start a job in it, and you've got to forge those relationships yeah. so school. quickly. <laughs> yeah. Always. Always first day at school. Always. That never that doesn't change, does it? No, I don't change for me no, anyway. No, it doesn't. Me either. Yeah, you've done. Some people just seem. I think everybody's the same, but some people just have a better game face than others. It just dive yeah. in there. 
Yeah, and that you know. positivity and confidence. Yeah. I'm always the one, like, if you like a press notes, I hate press notes. Like... Oh, don't it. Oh, yeah. Don't like I'm press always notes. in the corner. <laughs> With with my people around, with people I know, and I'm not the, the one going. Oh hi, nice to meet you. What? I can't do it. And then you have that dream before the press night that you walk on stage and you go. No words come out. Oh, you're naked. Or I've never had the naked one. Haven't you? No. God. It's the it's the constant uh, mouth open, no nothing coming me. out. Other people staring at you, going, "Is he going to speak?" Yeah. <laughs> God. The uh, classic actor's dream. Yeah. But, yeah. And how was it leaving? How did you feel after... Because it was three years. Three years, yeah, yeah. So you That's felt... Did you feel kind of quite well-equipped to be going out into the big, wide world? Um, I am never a person. I guess I must have done to a certain level, but I'm never... I'm not that confident in being like, yes, I'm great. I'm, I'm always like... Oh, I'm not sure. I mean, but I do, I do it for a living, so I also know that that... I don't want to be totally disingenuous and be like, I can't do this, because obviously I do it and I work. But um, I don't know if I would ever come out and be like, yes, I'm totally prepared for this. So I just sort of go, here we go, let's give it a go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? strap in, yeah. see how it goes. Jump on, <clears throat> it'll be fine, yeah. I hope, or it won't be, but I'll, I'll just give it a go. I'll just try my best. And it's never as bad as you think it's going to be. It's all, you know, they're like, can I do this? Because that classic thing, isn't there, of you get a job, it's amazing for the first ten minutes, and then you're like, oh, shit, now I've got to do it. Can I do it? Oh, God, I can't do it. What am I going to do? They're going to find out I can't do it. And then you... Exciting, though. Yeah. Well, yeah, and also I want to always want to be in that place rather than like, oh, God, I can, I can do this with my eyes shut, because then you're not learning. Yeah, otherwise you're not being challenged. Exactly. So, but no, leaving drama school was was good. You know, it was the, the whole agent thing was fine. So I know that can be a bit of a nightmare for people. And I got my first job quite quickly. Um, and then then it was you know the average. Sometimes you're in work. Sometimes you're not in work. Sometimes you've got loads of auditions. Sometimes you don't. But generally good. You know, and because you seem very uh, you seem a very content person. You don't seem, you don't seem jaded at all. Are you, no, well, I care. No, I am pretty content. It's a balance, isn't it? It's like you were saying before, some, you go through the cycle, sometimes you'll be obsessed and stressed about it, and other times you can be pretty sanguine about it. But, you know, I've just been through a period where I've probably auditioned more than I ever have and I haven't got anything. So sometimes you're a bit like, oh, this is a lot of energy to put out. But also saying that, I have I have done two really lovely jobs at the start of the year, so it's not like I've been completely unemployed, but I just mean you can put put out so much energy and then nothing comes back, and sometimes that can get a bit like... I don't know, I'm still working out how you fill that tank up, how you... Do you know what I mean? Like, if you... Yeah, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Yeah. How do you deal with that, though? With... Uh... I think I'm getting better at it because my life is more balanced as I get older. Because as I get older, there's other things I want from other areas of my life that are becoming just as important. I think when I was younger, it... Was the be-all and end-all. It was the be-all and yeah. end-all, and that wasn't healthy, and I could get quite obsessive about it. And, and, and it was connected to my self-esteem, so then I'd feel rubbish if I wasn't working, and then you'd get a bit mad because 
it's just well I'm shit that's why I'm not working and I mean you know nothing's that cut and dry is it I mean maybe I am but do you know what I mean it's no, not like no you're totally it's right it's not that it, so I don't know I, I guess I'm still but hence the Spanish class I was going to say hence that's why I'm not so not always so good at not working because then I'm I like a purpose I like having something to do and I've got a lot of working class guilt about not working so if I'm just like sat at home waiting yeah. for an audition I'm like I should be working why aren't I working I'm not doing anything I'm wasting my time but do you do that do you constantly like not necessarily have a list but you, you've got things that you want to do uh, to I, keep yourself busy well I'm, I'm trying to do that more hence you know Spanish classes and s- stuff but you know I'm not always brilliant at it no you know I sort of enjoy a week off and then I'm like okay right I, okay. I need something to do now yeah um, and I really envy people who can write or have something creative that they do that fulfills them because I think it's really important to have an outlet. Yeah, and to be in charge of your own creativity and not to let it rest on a yes, no, or someone else giving you permission to do it, which I think can be quite easy as an actor to the control of, give that of somebody away. else. Yeah. yeah, and then that affects you. Well, confidence it, it, well it's a knock-on effect of everything. Yeah. Because it affects you, so therefore it, it would affect friendships and relationships. And Yeah. But, you know, yeah, sometimes I do get jaded. I do. And sometimes I get fed up and then... But then other times I'm... But I, get, yeah, I guess less so than I used to. So it gets easier, do you think? Or, or, or not so much easier, but you're getting better at dealing with... I think I'm getting better at dealing with it than I used to be, yeah. Are you good at letting things go? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think you have to be otherwise... I think I've had to learn to be otherwise you go mad. Yeah. And, you know, it's not... I mean, we all have those jobs that you're like, oh, I'd love that one. But actually, they don't come up around that often, I don't think. The jobs that you're like, oh, that one. You know, that... That the, one. The real sort of emotional kind of... Yeah. ...ones. But, um, but yeah, you know... Someone else adds something I didn't. It doesn't mean it was. It's not the end of the world. Yeah, you know, it's you've got you've got to learn to be. I think in this business, but it's that's. I remember really early on, an older, well-known actress telling me that we were doing. Um, I had a really small part in a film, but she, and she she was the lead in this film. But she said, um, I think it was like my second job or something. And she was like, it's the business of acting that's hard. It's the, the life of acting that's hard. Doing the job is hard, but it's the ups and downs. And she was saying, you know, sometimes I'm, you know, I'm out of work and I just sit there and get fed up. And she's like, it's managing that. That's the work. That is hard, though, and she's right. Yeah. She really is right. It's I've, a- I've got another older actress friend. I'm lucky to have older actors who can give me a bit of perspective and she she's like you just got to live your life you got to book your holiday you got to travel you got to and I didn't always do that but now I do and if I get a job I've taped when I'm away and flown back or sometimes I don't like but I don't want to waste my life waiting but it is sometimes about putting things into perspective yeah yeah and going well, look now, I've booked that holiday. So I'm going. And we're going. Yeah. And there'll and be another job. And it'll come up something else will come yeah. around. 
Yeah, I know. I've spoken to a few people who go, well, I, I can't really take a holiday at that point because just, you know, just in case, mm. I can't... We all want control mm. from our careers and it's really hard mm. because we're at the beck and call and mercy of someone's thumbs up or thumbs down. Yeah. But to gain a little sense of control, it's, you know, the power of saying no is a, is a really yeah. big deal. Yeah. And sometimes it's the only thing we can do. Yeah, exactly. It's the only thing you've got control over, so... But... Do you ever think of stopping it all? Not seriously. I mean, you know... You flirt I, with it. Oh, yeah. And I've done that. I've got, I've got to give up. I mean, yeah, I need to find some... You know, but if I'm honest with myself, I don't think I ever will I mean who knows I mean no one knows where life's going to take you but I at this moment in time I can't see me stopping it I love it you know I love and it fulfills you yeah yeah it does um you know I can't think what else to do and also the sort of all the experiences I've had and the people I've met the places you've been probably yeah yeah. the places I've been you know it's opened up my world in a massive way than if I'd have just stayed I don't know, and done whatever in Bradford, and not, there's nothing wrong with that. But for me, you know, I want. I think I wanted. No, but it sounds like you knew very early on that it was. I didn't want to go to drama school. I want to go to London. Yeah. I want to be an actor. So I knew I was getting out. From it, if you've got age. that drive, yeah, then no one's going to stop yeah. you. Yeah, and I couldn't wait to get out. I knew I was coming to London, and and that's what I wanted. I've got like aunts here, so we used to come in the summer. And London was always a place I wanted to come. It just seemed, they just seemed more, I don't, I can't even, I don't know if I, as a kid I knew what that was, but there was, I knew there was something, I knew there was. The enormative. Yeah. London. Yeah. So that was it. And yeah. it's exciting. It is, yeah. It is. Not that Bradford isn't exciting, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I, I, I've got a soft spot for, for Bradford. Well, that... I come from there, so, I mean, I love going home to visit my family, but it's not a place I could ever move back to. You know what, I mean, I don't think that about Blackpool either. That you could ever move back there? No. 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 Well, uh, yeah, and also you make your life somewhere else, don't you? And... Yeah, and I think, not so much now, but I think earlier on I would have thought, oh, I feel like it's a step back now, because I've... You've, yeah. You've, you've gone to the big city, you've done your stuff, and, oh, I'm going to go back home now. Yeah. And I think I would have felt like I failed. Mm. Do you, do you yeah, I understand that? what you mean. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I don't. I don't think. And obviously, I, I, you know, I, I just the way it would feel. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I just there's not much there for me in terms of what I don't know what I do there. You know, I just um, yeah, I've been away a long time, but I don't I like I just did a job at home and that was lovely. Oh, was it? Yeah, stayed at my mum's, saw my family, and that was that was great, but. You know, so it's nice going back, and there's a real sense of. Because I remember finding London hard. Like no one talks to you. <laughs> everyone, you go in the shop, and it, everyone would be, you know. But then, I very quickly adapted. And you know, it's not personal. It's just the way it is. People are busy. They've got things to do. I've become one of those annoying Londoners that I used to hate when I first came. Have you? <laughs> yeah. It's like I've got I've got stuff to do. But you're <laughs> really friendly and really warm. <laughs> Not that all all Londoners are not friendly and warm. (laughs) That is a disclaimer. I do like Londoners, I promise. (laughs) But 
Yeah, I don't know. It's, a, it's just a different pace of life, isn't it? But yeah, and I suppose a different mindset as well, yeah, a little bit because yeah. you know people don't walk down the street and go, "Morning, you're all right." Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's just, just, just doesn't happen. I mean, you yeah. can try it, and they probably look at like, you. Like, what do you want? You're going to kill me. <laughs> I haven't got any money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Vanette, thank you so much. You seem in a good place. Thank you. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> what did I tell you? How lovely is Vanette? Vanette, if you're listening, thank you so much for spending some time with us on a, a weekday afternoon in Soho and having a natter. It's always appreciated. I hope you're very well. And I hope that you, the listener, enjoyed that. Now, next week and the week after. So what are we at about 47? So episode 48 is going to be spending time with the fantastic Tom Bennett. You'll know Tom most recently from Phone Shop on all sorts of stuff. He's worked with Christopher Guest. uh, And he is... A joy. I think you're going to enjoy that. Now, episode 49. We managed to catch, before we jetted off to LA, as he always does, to sit down and spend quite a bit of time with the one and only Jimmy Akimbola. And trust me, you're not going to want to miss that. It's a beauty. And then it leads us up to our first year birthday. Can you believe we've been going a year? Uh, I'm going to tell you more about that in a couple of weeks, but there's some quite special things happening. So look, until then, you take care, and I'll see you next week for episode 48 with Mr. Tom Bennett. Until then, I've been Craig Parkinson, he's been producer Griff, and this has been the Two Shot Podcast. I'm going to go and see if it's time for some more antihistamines. You take care, I'll see you next week. Bye. Two Shot Podcast is presented by me, Craig Parkinson, recorded and produced by Thomas Griffin for Splicing Block. Our music, our brilliant music, is courtesy of Then Thickens. Cheers. Cheers.